people usually come to me, prospective clients come to me because they're, they're looking for more. They're feeling either frustrated or they're unhappy in the position that they're in. They either want a new job or perhaps transfer to another department. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners, and what I like to call CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focusing on finishing it out fighting the good fight and closing out the job. And I think just as important as it is to start something, it's even more important in how you conclude it or finish it out. So if you think of the different things that you can finish out, it could be everything from a project, it could be from a day, it could also be from a business in and of itself. And it could also, of course, be for the year. So when you think of finishing out, I want you to really think of these episodes because what we're going to really focus on is the last question that we really ask, which is defining what it means to be a CEO and all the creative, innovative, and I think truly insightful questions that we received from this question is really what we want to highlight during the show. But of course, we want you to enjoy the entire episode and think about how you're going to finish things out and how you're going to finish things out strongly. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. And here we have a very special guest on the show today. And we have Elizabeth Carazza of ElizabethCarazza.com. Elizabeth, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Gresh, for having me. I am thrilled to be here today. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I wanted to read a little bit more about Elizabeth so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Elizabeth is a career strategist and media contributor in Los Angeles and New York City. She helps business professionals improve their image, messaging, and personal branding. She coaches and trains executives to reach their full potential by using a proven step-by-step program to sharpen presentation, interview, and communication skills. Representative clients include professionals at Google, Square, Facebook, Morgan Stanley, Pfizer, and many prominent New York-based hedge funds. In previous, Elizabeth was a TV news anchor for Rutgers, where she ran the New York, U.S. China TV business news desk. She has interviewed hundreds of the world's top CEOs and investors such as Blackstone's Steven Schwartzman, Jim Rogers, and Wilbur Ross. Elizabeth is also a TV contributor, a a regular on CNN, Fox News, and Cheddar TV. And her advice has been featured in print publications, including New York Magazine, NASDAQ, Entrepreneur, and many more. Elizabeth, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm so excited. I'm ready. Let's do it. So to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit here, a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through your CEO story? We'll let you start all the awesome things you're working on. Yes. As you mentioned, I was a television anchor at Reuters TV and I, I ran the US China Business TV news desk. So I traveled the globe and reporting from different stock exchanges, including New York City. And I found that even though I was so grateful for that experience, 
My favorite part of the job was when I would be in front of somebody in the green room getting ready for that interview. And if they were nervous or sweating or whatever it was, giving them the tips and tools to speak with confidence was so rewarding. So I knew that's what I needed to do and that's what I had to do. So I left and I was then hired as a consultant for Thomson Reuters doing business and executive training. And then from there, I started my own practice, got my coaching certification and now coach many amazing individuals and companies. Yeah, absolutely love that. And I think if it's not the highest fear, it might be right after that is public speaking and being able to communicate yourself. And I feel, and I don't know if you definitely feel the same way that a lot of times the way in how you communicate yourself and your personal brand and how that comes across sometimes determines how successful you are, how great your products and services are. And a lot of times you want to make sure you're sure of that. So you put forth your best self. Yes, for sure. I had a real fear of public speaking for most of my life before I became a reporter and TV anchor, and that just thrust me into the spotlight. So it was do or die. You had to you had to do it. But I know how it feels to have that fear. So I always speak about practicing when the stakes are high, when you're about to have an important conversation or pitch yourself, practice, write it out, write out what is the main goal of this conversation that I'm having? What are the three key points that I want them to walk away with? Because at the end of the day, they're going to end up remembering 8% of your conversation. So what's most important? And then what is your call to action? What is your ask? Have that prepared. Even if it's just in the notes of your phone or, or in a text to yourself, whatever it is, have a plan and be prepared. Because when you write it out and practice it beforehand, your words are spoken for you when you do feel those butterflies or you do feel those nerves. Yeah, I appreciate you for, for breaking that down because I think so many times we don't always see uh, behind the scenes and the buildup and the practice that it takes to get and have that interview. A lot of times we just see the interview and that's all we know and that's all we think. But a lot of times, even with the preparation that leads itself forward to what we see uh, is something that we, we have to focus on. Yes, yes, yes. And, and what you said was focus. That word really just resonates with me. It's, it's that laser sharp focus, having a plan. What is it that I want? What is it that I want to do? And, and how can I get there? How can I ask? I always say you don't get what you don't ask for. So what is your ask? What is your outcome? What outcome do you want? And then from there, backtrack the steps that you need to be taking. Yeah, absolutely. All about understanding where you want to go and reverse engineering there. And sometimes we forget that when we're on interviews or in front of the limelight, so to speak. So I, I know you touched on it a little bit, and I know that's something you do for clients you work with. Could you take us through a little bit more about those services and, and how exactly you, you help support those clients and, and what exactly that process looks like? Sure. People usually come to me, prospective clients come to me because they're, they're looking for more. They're feeling either frustrated or they're unhappy in the position that they're in. They either want a new job or perhaps transfer to another department. A lot of people also come to me for trying to get their own plan together for asking for a promotion or raise so I can help them with that. And at the end of the day, it's all about getting clear on what you want, which is I have a process that we go through. And then mapping out the steps, the timeline, and figuring out what is it that I have to do to get that promotion, to get that raise, to have the courage to have some of these conversations. But you're not just winging it, you're planning it, and there's a strategy behind all of it. 
Yeah, I, I appreciate you again for talking about that because a lot of times when you get a raise or you have a success, again, you just see that finish line moment. You don't see the preparation. I knew that six months from now or a year from now, I wanted to ask for that raise. So in order to increase the likelihood of that happening, I'm going to do these things. So that's why I love that kind of continual support. It sounds like you provide for your clients. Yes, yes. It's, it's really very collaborative. It's not just me telling somebody what to do. It's, right. it's really brainstorming and, and coming up with that master plan. For example, I had a client who was in quarantine and working from home and she was in her contract. A raise was supposed to be on the table, a promotion. And she said, but I am a little bit nervous about asking for it right now. I said, okay, there's a few things you want to look for. A, is your manager, your company, are they happy with you right now? B, are you in the green? Do they have the money for it? Because of course, with COVID, a lot of companies are in the red. And from there, you want to make sure your boss or manager, if you do go for this, is in a good mood. Don't approach something when you want something when someone is so horribly cranky or you can just tell they're not themselves. So that is not the time to ask. But we came up with a plan and and because of these different factors that were in her favor, it was time to remind her manager, her boss, they had this conversation. He said, I'm so happy you told me because I haven't even looked at your contract in over a year. So let's get this rolling. So at the end of the day, you don't get what you don't ask for, but you want to make sure it's the right timing. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely sometimes you, you get so caught up in the ash, you don't read the room, so to speak, and understand the situation and everything's happening. Um, but I love those kind of three methodical questions you ask because it helps you to be aware of not just what you want, but also the timing, the environment, and all those things to make sure, again, you can be successful. Exactly, exactly. Like you said, read the room, know your audience. Mm-hmm. That's almost as important as, as the plan. Because we all know, and we probably all experience when we have asked for something or we just have it in our mind, by this date, I'm going to ask for it. And if I'm not going to let another day go by. And then whomever you're asking is in a horrible mood and then it blows up in your face. So, so factor timing into it. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I, I wanted to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for you personally or your business or a combination of both. But what do you feel sets you apart and makes you unique? Well, a few things. Uh, I feel like my television anchor background really helps me because I've interviewed hundreds, if not thousands of business professionals, executives, CEOs, millionaire, billionaire investors. And from there, learning from them, learning about their background and really learning how to communicate and, and help somebody come up with a strategy because I've had all these resources for all those years. So I feel like it's one thing that sets me apart. And another thing that clients tell me is that I'm very relatable, okay? So first of all, I care. I care about people. I'm very empathetic. But at the same time, I don't make them feel badly about themselves. If they've just done a a presentation, showed me the recording, it's not their best work, I'll let them know that. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but I'll also let them know when the exact thing happened to me or somebody else I know. So they don't walk away feeling deflated and their confidence lower they actually feel lifted, elevated, and motivated, and given that energy to to really improve and, and make those create those steps they need to take. I wanted to switch gears a little bit, and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? You know, I think something that makes me more effective and efficient is really remembering my purpose and my why, because we all get those moments where we do not feel motivated, that we 
we're, we're questioning ourselves and we're wondering, what am I even doing this for at times in your career? And I feel like when you remember your why and your purpose, for example, I know why my why, my purpose is because I want to help people feel like their best self. I never want them to feel self-doubting and have that imposter syndrome that I used to have. So I want to teach them those tips and tools I use to overcome that so nobody else has to feel like that. And I, I, I feel I get very fulfilled by sharing those tips and seeing the progress from my clients. So that is my why. So when I have to do the admin or other things that, that, about my job that I don't love, that is what fuels me and pushes me forward. So in those moments when you've got bad news or you've gotten bad feedback or a client is not happy or whatever the scenario is, remember why you're doing this and that will help push you forward. I, I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Okay. My younger self, younger business self, oh, way back, way back, I would tell myself, you've got this, okay? You don't have to know everything right now. Because I feel like with young people getting out of college, sometimes we compare ourselves with, even now at any stage in your career, we compare ourselves with people who have been doing it for years. Do not do that. You can get into your head that way and, and self-doubt starts to creep in. Compare yourself with your, yourself the year before. How much progress have I made? How much progress do I want to make in the next year, two years, five years, and map that out? But I would say stop comparing yourself to people, especially those who've been doing it for so long and have already achieved mastery. You will get there. Take your time. People know the level you're at, and that's okay. They have accepted that. So, so don't feel badly that you're not somewhere else. Just keep working towards it. Now I want to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Elizabeth, what does being a CEO mean to you? Being a CEO, what does that mean to me? That's a great question. I feel like being a CEO is being able to help others, right? It, of course, you're running a business and you need to have income to run that business. But at the end of the day, for me, it's really being able to help others. It's being able to be your own boss, being able to make your own decisions. The buck stops with you. There's a lot of pressure in that as well. Um, but it's being able to help others and, and surrounding yourself, again, by people who can help you because it can be very lonely at the top, having interviewed so many and being one myself. Um, it can be very isolating because sometimes people feel that pressure when they're at the top and they're a CEO that they need to know everything. And that's why don't isolate yourself. Truly appreciate that, Elizabeth. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, remember, it's normal to have challenges. It's normal to feel frustrated. It's sometimes normal to feel isolated, but you need to be decisive. And remember, the more decisive you are and the more you are able to make those decisions, the less you have to worry about it. Now the decision is made for you. And once you make that decision, you can keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward.
And the best way to reach me, you can reach me on my website at elizabethkoraca.com or any of my social media handles, which is at elizabethkoraca. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much again, Elizabeth. We will have the links and information in the show notes. And I appreciate that last reminder as well, too. It's hard to to not know which way to go left or right if you don't make any decision at all. So the most important thing to do is to make those decisions and you can always adjust from there. So I appreciate that reminder. I appreciate all the awesome things you're doing and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.